The views and opinions of today's broadcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. He would throw all of them under the bus. Both of his sons, it's already been stated and reported that he would throw Don Jr. under the bus first before he'd throw Ivanka on the bus, uh, under the bus. And so, I, I, you know, because he's always had that infatuation with that, little, with that young lady, and it's really sad. Those teams can't be held accountable to anybody else but themselves. So until they get sued that they break up the NFL in an in a antitrust kind of way, then nothing's going to happen. So they do everything at all costs to not have discovery. He never spoke out against Trump. And, and Trump has been touting that same line that Pence could have done this, Pence could have done that. He is, not, he is not lightened up on that. He's been saying that since the beginning, and he's still going after Pence, and he's still saying this stuff. Why is Pence doing this now? You may write me down in history with your bitter twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning and welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, the show where we discuss politics social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction, and today is June 25th, 2023. It's the Sunday Morning Roundtable with yours truly, where our panelists come to the table with their topics. So after a quick break, we'll be right back to get into the show. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. Father God, we just thank you and we praise you for this day, Lord God. We give you the glory, the praise, and the honor for this is truly the day in which you have made and we can rejoice and be glad in it, Lord God. Father, we thank you, O God, that we can come before you and make our request known unto you, Lord God. We come before you, Lord God, on behalf of those that have submitted prayer requests in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for you know all, you see all, you're everywhere all at the same time. And God, we thank you that there is nothing that can happen on the face of this earth, O God, that catches you off guard or catches you by surprise. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for you being a healer. We thank you for you being a deliverer, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that mother or that father, Lord, that's crying out on behalf of that child, whether they be sick, whether they're going wayward, Lord God. We thank you in the name of Jesus for you being the peace, you being the calm in the midst of a storm in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for you touching that body, Lord God, that may be Lord God, ailing in the name of Jesus. We thank you right now, Lord God, for you showing up on the scene, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for you being the medicine, Lord God. You being that bomb in Gilead, oh God. Father, we thank you for you being that bomb here in the United States, that bomb abroad, Lord God. Wherever you are needed, God, we ask that you show up and show out. We ask, Lord God, that you arise and demonstrate your power in the name of Jesus. God, we give you the glory. We give 
give you the praise, oh God. And we thank you, oh God, for allowing us to come before you in the name of Jesus. Amen.
some of the people who had ID on them that was killed on the Titanic, they kept their ID and everything with them. And if nobody recouped that body, they were buried and they had a name on the on the headstone, but they didn't. Um, nobody recovered their body, but they kept their ID and everything with them. So they went to the grave site and got the story on the grave site. Well, we went on an excursion and we went and found out how they built it and how the rooms looked and how small the rooms were and how cold the water was. And then I took a picture and I posted it on Facebook, Jay. I took a picture where the sign said, lit up, you guys. Never again. They said never again would this happen, but it happened on that sub. And I, those people, I just know they are devastated because that is a big tourist thing that's over there, and I didn't even know it, in Belfast, Ireland, and over in New Finland and Nova Scotia. All of that is Titan, Titanic territory. And so to come home six weeks later, some of the friends that I made on the ship, we were on Facebook, and if you look at my post, Jay, one of them said, Vanessa, I understand how you feel because it was so real to me also to wake up and those people were dead, that the sub just disappeared down there. And our ship, our cruise ship, was in the same water with the Titanic, same water. I'm sure somewhere or another when we was over the water, we were over the top of that ship. So it was just prayers out to all of those people and the people who were supposed to be on the the Titan and they didn't go because the Holy Spirit told them not to go. Sometimes you have to listen to the Holy Spirit. That little boy told his daddy, no, dad, I don't think I want to go. I don't think that that's going to make it down there. And that remote control wasn't but $30. So, you know, sometimes you have to listen to the... I'm sorry? He was on board. He no. Really he didn't want to go. No, 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 no. They interviewed a boy, a young man, and his daddy, who were supposed to go, Jay. He told mm, his daddy he didn't want to go. So his daddy said, okay, well, we won't go. Then there was oh, okay. another man. Uh, who put, yeah. And, and, his, right. and the man who created it went to Las Vegas trying yeah. to talk the guy out of not taking his deposit back. But he, the guy said, no, my son doesn't want to go. I'm not, we're not going to go. So the other family took it, the guy who, the little boy, the young man, and his dad who didn't want to go. They ended up going. Yeah. So, see, you can't cheat well, death. Yeah, there you go. And then there's that survivor's remorse, too, that a lot of people experience. So, But, yeah, yes. I appreciate the story. It, it's something that, uh, you know, any time when you walk so close, close to a path, uh, it, you know, it makes you really start, you know, thinking about, you know, what happened. And uh, it was just, it's just a shame. And, you know, and I have so many thoughts on that. I went to a comedy club last night, and these people are not even in the ground, and the comedians were letting them have it. So that's, that's uh, you know, it's fair game. With oh, I know what comedy, okay, I know what comedy show you went to. Were they letting them have it? And the people not even in the ground yet? Yeah, they were letting them have it. So so now, uh, I spoke wow. earlier that Mr. Elias is supposed to be off today because of a family reunion, but Mr. Elias has decided to grace us with his presence. He is in the house, even for a short ah. time. The legend is up in the piece. Uh, listen, listen to her. 
My main man, Mr. Elias, in the house, man. Good morning, sir. Mr. How are you? World Traveler. That's Mr. World Traveler. Happy World Traveler. Nice to have you, Vanessa. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. To you, my friend. <laughs> and Juan, good morning, Nessa. Juan, good morning, good morning. sister. Juan, good morning, Momo B. Juan, good morning, Marilyn Music. Juan, good morning, Kathleen. Juan, good morning, Real Diddy. And good morning, my brother Hawking. Good morning, my brother Jerome. You know, uh, so Mr. LAS, man, this whole thing, you know, you think about, you know, we're talking about, obviously, the five people who died. Uh, It was a a week's drama because they had actually gone into the ocean on that Sunday, and they lost communications with their boat. Oh, my God, what's that noise? Lost communications with the boat, their host boat or whatever it's called. I'm not sure what the terminology is used, what's the name, the the proper name for that. Uh, But anyway, they lost contact with that ship at about about an hour and 45 minutes into the descent. Uh, now uh, reports are that Navy uh, that the Navy heard a loud implosion uh, right mm-hmm. about the time that uh, you know that thing uh, right about at the time that it lost communication with its host boat, and so they're they're thinking that they died right then and there, but no one knew for sure, and so it was this you know race against the clock to try to bring these people up. And I watched the interview where they interviewed the guy who owns this company. And he was kind of nonchalant about it. You know, he was saying, if everything else, you know, the, the structures can fail, this can fail, but I tell you, we're going to be okay. And it, it is eerie because that's exactly what they said about the Titanic, that it can never sink, right? And that, uh, you know, the vessel is called the Titan, you know, the Titanic. Uh, dude, I, you know, I just don't understand white people. And that's what the comedians were saying. Hey, you didn't see no black folks on board of that thing. Why, why do we do things like this? Talk to me. Well, man, talk to this. man, look, man. And, and and the fact that they paid 250000 a piece. Yeah, you know, quarter of a million dollars to kill yourself. Well, my God, man. I, I, you, know, how, how, you, know, yeah, you know, I'm an advocate for helping the poor, so help. Why, why would you spend that money on where it really needs to be spent? You know, on, well, that's on, not on fair, though. Well, that's not well, fair. Because, well, because you don't know if they. Well, well, it doesn't matter. Well, but but you know you say that, but it's like when people talk about Michael Jordan. You know, man, these guys they give money. They do these things. Okay. You can't give okay. every ounce. I mean, well, so you why can't not? say that. I mean, why you don't not? know what they're doing. Homelessness, poor people. There's people being laid off constantly. Well, well but okay, but then people you know, can use that same. They can use that same. They can no. They can use that same thing against you. Why are you going on a cruise? Why are you paying to go on a cruise? You going to go? You can use that money to give to poor people. You can't say that, man. That's not I, fair. I, I used to give to poor. Matter of fact, I I got to make a trip to Brothers Keeper because I had. Well, there you go. So how do you know that that's not the case? Getting a brother keeper. You know, so but come on, man. I, you know, some my 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 thousand dollars, my 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 little fourteen fifteen hundred dollars going on this cruise ain't compared to two hundred fifty thousand dollars. How many people? But that, but that, but Miss Elliot, Miss Elliot, stop it, man. They're making, they're billionaires. Uh, I, I don't care. You can tell me, uh, okay. I don't care. I could care less, man. Go ahead, Vanessa. I care less. I, you know, this guy, man. He's just the one percent of the company. I don't care. I could care less. 
Yeah, you can yeah. clap you want to. Man. I could care yeah. less, Vanessa. Yeah. I could. Yeah. I could Man. care less. You pay two hundred fifty thousand dollars to go to your death. That's let, what let, let him have it, Vanessa. He he he's. I could care less. I really could care less, Vanessa. Let him have it, Vanessa. He's okay, he's yeah. going to another one. Man. I really. Man. I could Wait care less. Man. I don't care, Vanessa. You don't know what I'm going to say. You don't, don't know care. what I'm going to say. <laughs> I, don't care. I know you don't care, but I'm going to say it. We have 60 seconds before we have to go, so, so say it. How much money these people have donated if they have a school built in Africa? You don't know nothing about these people privately. I could care less. I could care less. Okay, so you care less. What you said doesn't make any sense. Okay, move on. I could care less. I can tell. Oh, thank you, Vanessa. And the man uh-huh. is yeah. back. I wish you don't know, say to people, what's worth they 10%? What's worth they 10% going? That's what I was saying. All right, I'm going to step care. in and intervene here. Ding, 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 okay. ding, ding. Well, there you go. Brothers and sisters, we always do it. All right, coming up after an NPR News update, the man who just started this major chaos on the show. He's up first. Let's see what he wants to talk about. Who knows? I want to talk about that, but we've already talked about it, so now I'm going to come up with something else. Thank you. Well, you're a smart guy. You'll come up with something. You have about two and a half minutes. Mr. Elias is on the clock. Three, four, seven, eight, five, zero, one. He called me a bastard. 347-850-1272. is the serious out of the beautiful Sunday morning. The crew is back in the house. We'll be right back after this NPR News Update. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Winter Johnston. A rogue Russian mercenary force is continuing to withdraw from positions it seized in a 24-hour insurrection that began late Friday. But as NPR's Charles Maines reports, instability from the uprising is lingering. Members of the Wagner Mercenary Force pulled out of the southern Russian city of Rostov-on-Don to cheering crowds overnight. A column of Wagner armored vehicles that rumbled unopposed to the outskirts of Moscow were spotted heading away from the city. Wagner chief Yevgeny Prigozhin says he ordered his forces to return to base to avoid bloodshed in a deal believed to have been negotiated by the Kremlin's ally, Belarusian strongman Alexander Lukashenko. Under the agreement, neither Prigozhin nor Wagner fighters will face prosecution, and the Kremlin exiled Prigozhin to Belarus. Less clear how President Vladimir Putin handles the mercenaries' demands he removed his defense minister and top generals accused of failures and incompetence in Ukraine. Charles Maines, NPR News, Moscow. The uprising by the Russian mercenary group is raising numerous questions about whether Russian President Vladimir Putin will be able to maintain his grip on power. Evelyn Farkas is the executive director of the McCain Institute. She says even though the uprising was short-lived, it showed cracks in Putin's overall strategy. This is an incredibly shocking, I think, challenge to Putin. You could see when he gave his speech to the Russian people, the anger in his face, and you could hear it in his voice. Um, He was knocked off his game. And I think that there are many, many people and groups that will challenge him, will try to take advantage now. The leader of the Wagner Group has been increasingly critical of the Russian military, accusing its leadership of incompetence. Vice President Kamala Harris is once again calling on Congress to restore federal reproductive freedoms. 
Nick De La Canal from member station WFAE reports Harris marked one year since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade during a speech in Charlotte, North Carolina on Saturday. Supporters cheered as Harris condemned Republican efforts to restrict abortion access and called for more legislation helping families and pregnant women. Stand because we believe medical decisions should be made by a woman and her doctor, not politicians. Stand if you want to end the crisis of maternal mortality to institute national family and family leave. More than a dozen states have banned nearly all abortions over the last year. Bans in eight states have been blocked by court. Next week, North Carolina will ban abortions after 12 weeks, with some exceptions. Protests were held elsewhere, marking one year since Roe was overturned, including in Washington, New York, and Atlanta. For NPR News, I'm Nick Delacanel in Charlotte. This is NPR News. not-so-fun fact, Vince. And what is that, your lariness? A rollover happens every 10 minutes. How long have we been driving? Nine minutes and 58. You could learn a lot from a dummy. Buckle your safety belt. Online radio at its best. Four seven eight five zero one two seven two is that call the number. It is the serious Dr. J. Rouse Show. Chapters every Sunday morning, right here JRS Radio Network Online Radio. Of course, it's the Sunday morning roundtable, which means our panelists bring the topics to the table. And that's so you know who's up first. The man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Chaos himself on a beautiful Sunday on the Lord's Day. Mr. Elias, so Mr. Elias, man, you've had some time to think about it. So uh, what we're talking about, brother, for the first 15 minutes of the show? You can go to hell first and foremost. But uh, wow. the first thing I want to talk about is the three police officers in San Antonio, Texas, that shot and killed the one. Now, the story goes three police officers in San Antonio, Texas, facing murder charges after fatally shooting a woman in her apartment during a confrontation early Friday morning. The woman was 46-year-old Melissa Perez, but she was having what to be a mental health health crisis. When when officers encountered her and shot her dead, San Antonio Police Department Chief William McManus said on Friday at a news conference, police had been called to her apartment complex at 2 a.m., as reports that she was cutting wires connected to the building in a fire alarm, right? Then it said local firefighters initially responded, but the officers later approached Perez, who was walking her dog outside, and she ran, she ran into the apartment and locked herself inside, inside her apartment. As the officers tried to enter the apartment, she threw a glass candle at them, hitting an officer in the arm and wielding a hammer. The department said the officers fired multiple rounds that did not strike Perez. After she moved closer to the officer again with the hammer, the three officers fired at Perez and at the time struck her. Emergency medical service pronounced her dead at the scene. The department reported no other entries from gun file. Now, what the, what the police department said was that the police were in no immediate danger. They were not in imminent danger, so, and they shot this woman. They could have defused the system. 
uh, diffused uh, diffused this whole thing, but they shot her dead because of this. Hmm. Interesting. So now you know, three officers are going to jail over this. Wow. You know, um, I, you know that that's a that's a sticky situation, and the reason why I say that is because. In most of these cases, we have the, and I'm not going to say the benefits, but I guess it is, the benefit of knowing how it all played out versus walking up on the scene and not knowing what, you know, they don't have the information that they have now because I'm pretty sure if they did, they would not have shot and killed that woman. Nevertheless, there's really no reason for that because, you know, once again, um, you know, when you think about it, you can only use deadly force according to most police handbooks. And I know, you know, in the military as well is when you feel your life is in, you know, intimate danger and, um, you know, coming outside with a hammer. Is that, I don't know. You know, I've heard people say, no, she was in our apartment. And, and I thought you said she came police, towards officers with a hammer. Yeah. But they came to her apartment. Right. And they said, they just said, when they came to the apartment, they was knocking on the door and said, you have no, you have no search warrant. So they, they busted their door in. And then, and then that's when she threw the, she threw a, ca- a candlestick holder at them and they missed them. Right. So that's when she started wielding the hammer at them and they shot her in her apartment. She so, ran into her apartment. Yes. Okay. So my question is, did, did so they didn't have a search warrant? No, they did not have a search warrant. She, they, they just came out at a call that said that this woman, you know, she was cutting wires to the apartments and all this other stuff. And then they, 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 they she was walking their dog, and then she, she seen the police officer. She ran to her apartment and closed the door. And she was having, oh. she was having mental, she was having a mental health, you know, crisis, man. But yeah, they, yeah, but they, they didn't know that. They but they, but they didn't know that. But then the other part of it is. I'm at, the question, and I don't know the answer to this question, because I'm assuming that if a police officer witness, if someone says, hey, this person just, you know, shot at somebody, this person just tried to set this building on fire, this person runs, that I think they're authorized to pursue them no matter where they go. I mean, I don't know. I'm not trying to justify anything. I'm just trying to look at it through, because I know how it looks and I know how it sounds, and it's probably true that, you know, once again, here's the situation. Now, let me ask you this. Were there any black officers involved in this? Or do we know? That I don't know. They didn't give the officers names. Yeah. No. As, as well, no, no. I'm sorry. They got their all Mexican officers. Wow. Yep. There's Sergeant so they were, uh, so they all Hispanic. Uh, yeah. Alejandro so. and Nathan Bellawebo. And they yep. shot a Hispanic lady too, huh? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I don't yep. know. I mean, it's it's. I think the bigger story here for me, Vanessa, is the fact that we have to be quick to de-escalate uh, versus being just walking on the scene automatically assuming that they're in immediate danger. But once again, the officers don't know this. They know now, but they don't. They didn't know that when they walked up on the scene. And plus. Whoever called in the dispatch, they didn't say this person, because a lot of times when you call it in the dispatch, they didn't say this person was having a medical emergency. They just said, hey, there's somebody out here cutting, you know, who does no, that, cutting wires? No, no, well, no, yeah, help no, me out, no, dude. What, what, 
Okay, what okay, happened? What happened, what happened was they said she was outside cutting the wires, and when she cut the wires, right. it, 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 it alerted the fire department. And when the fire department got there, they called the police department. Right, so okay, they said well. She was out there cutting the police, she was out there cutting wires. So it, the, the, when yeah. she cut the wires, the alarm went off, and they alerted the fire department there was a fire at the building. When they got there, they seen this woman, they, and this woman cut out, and she got, I guess she was walking, she was walking her dog afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and it, and it count. Okay, so it kind of goes back to where I was going with it. Regardless whether it was the fire department or whether it was the police department, you rolled up on the scene. You know, we've heard about these situations where officers have been rolled up and got ambushed, where they rolled up on the scene and then somebody came out of the bushes and blew them away. I just don't. It's just a sad story. Either way, or you know, when you look at it from all perspectives, because now we're uh-huh. looking at it. My point is, why deadly force? Why not use a taser? Well, but see, that kind of goes back to where I was going with it. It's like we've seen situations where cops rolled up and, you know, there was somebody outside acting a fool and they were like, hey, calm down. And all of a sudden, somebody just bust out the front door and just pop, 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 pop. So it's like, you know, you don't know if you're being set up for something. You know, you just have to be on guard at all times. I mean, I, I don't know. I really don't know. It's just a sad situation, to be honest with you. And um, and you really have to take away the racial component because this is a Hispanic on Hispanic shooting. So I'm pretty sure that you know, if it was a black woman and white cops, we can draw that scenario. But I think the bigger picture here, more than racial, I just think it needs to be – and then no one called it in as a woman having a mental – you know what I'm saying? They know that now – but no one mm-hmm. called it in because a lot of the a lot of police departments are trying to say instead of sending police officers, let's send a mental health crisis team out to see can they de-escalate the situation. But the call mm-hmm. came in from the fire department, and the fire department is like, hey, we got somebody out here cutting wires, and you know, and and when they approached her, I, I wish someone. You know, if you were a police officer or a lawyer or somebody, you know, reach out to us because we would love. I don't know. No search warrant. I mean, if a cop is execution of a duty right there on the spot. I mean, if I if I shoot and kill somebody in the street, run to my house, I, I think they have the right to come in and pursue me. So, is there a different? Right. Are there different yeah, rules when it comes to pursuit? Right. I mean that that's the question. So I don't know. I, I really don't know. But those rules, Jay, are based on what state you're in, because you know Texas has that that stand your ground. So. Those rules as to if they can just come in and do that kind of stuff, you know, different states have different rules. So it's not just yeah, one I know. Of- I get that, but I'm saying that I think the universal rule is if a police officer is in pursuit of, of a suspect, I don't think they have to stop and wait, hey, can I, you know, can I, you know, I have to have a search warrant because they're they're on a call. This is not a planned oh, raid. No, they they're on a call. No, they can chase that person because last night, Bobby and I saw an apartment complex blocked off with police at every exit and even down the street in the medium, everything. They were blocking somebody in. So, no. Yeah, I just I don't think, think the rules, the rules of engagement. Part. Yeah, I think the rules of engagement are different when, when you're in an active scene. And, and so, but this is, it's tragic, though. But I think the bigger picture here, and I think his point is. You know, the fact that why are police officers so, are so ready to shoot and kill? 
And you know, for me, I just kind of. Well, that's that's true. Now that's a true statement. But I always go back to, and people have heard this if they've been listening to this show for a long period of time. I always go back to that simulator where I was, you know, a police simulator, you know, uh, going through training in the military, and I went through an MP military police simulator. It was a state of state of the art. We had just gotten; they wanted to test it on some folks, and I went through. And you know, five, uh, two out of the five scenarios, I ended up killing an innocent person. And then one time I got shot because I'm thinking this lady's pregnant and I'm going to walk up to the car. When I walked up to the car unarmed, you know, somebody shot the boo-boo out of me. So it's like, you know, and that's just simulation. So I, I, I don't know, man. So let me ask you this, Mr. Elias, then what's your uh, best case scenario for you? We know it would be the lady staying alive, but I guess you brought this up because you want to discuss this. So, Listen, my base case, my base, my base, I, my my thing is that the first thing that the police officers do is go to deadly force. You know, yeah. I'm quite sure they were equipped with tasers. Why did not? Why yeah. did they not taser this one? Why? Why? Why are, you, why are you putting out guns and shooting? She's wielding a hammer. That means she's got to come up close to you to hit you with the hammer or throw the hammer at you. Why yeah. did you shoot it with a taser? Wow, that's I, the first thing But you have to be kind of close to taser, too, though, Les. You have to be no, you not like a phone, but you have to be kind of close to get the taser. No, you don't. No, you got you them, they got them tasers. You, you, you don't have to get across the street, but uh, they got them tasers with them wires on. They shoot out and them things hit you, and they drop it. So, yeah, you know. I think you have to be within 20 feet, though, I think. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the range of them are, but I think you have to be with the reasonably, not close, close, but reasonably close where because that thing can only go out so far. Um, three police officers shooting at one. <laughs> so I'm quite yeah, sure all three I, of them I, had pages. You know. Yeah, so, I, I mean, yeah, I, I guess, you know, when you kind of put it that way, there's really no excuse for it. Uh, but, you know, I just try to – I always try to make sure because a lot of times what I don't want is for us to loop all bad – you know, there are some good police officers out there, and, and we can't sit here and say that they're not. There are good police officers out there. And, I'm not um, saying you that, know it, but I know. I, 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 I didn't say you were. Bad oh, I, I didn't say you were. I, I, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. There are a bunch of bad ones out there. And so, you know, how do we, uh, you know, determine – uh, you know, the difference between the two, because when you say it like, you know, well, hey, you know, they could have did this. Yeah, that's true. They probably could have. But at the end of the day, you know, it's, you know, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to comment on some sometimes on stuff like this, because, like I said, I just I just remember and that sear, it's it's seared in my memory. I just remember how lifelike. Now this was like in the early '90s, so I'm pretty sure it's way better now. But it was so lifelike, and to go into that scenario, you know, you you just don't know. And it's like, wow, I I killed a I killed an innocent person because you know because there was guns involved, and she made a certain you know she made a quick move. And the scenario that I shot the woman was she was in the back seat of the vehicle. So, you know, people shooting at us, we taking cover. She gets out the car to run, but she makes, she gets out holding like 
she had a purse or something, but it was black and all this gunfire. And so I guess the scenario was she was trying to escape the car to come back to where we were. But I'm like, you know, hey, I don't know who's in that vehicle. So it's, I don't know. I don't know. But I, 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 point well taken, Mr. Elias. Point well taken. I, I think I agree with you that we have to find ways to either try to de-escalate the situation. You know, we're Monday morning quarterbacking here. But at the same time, you know, once again, three police officers, one lady, you know, you entered her home. Um, you know, I don't know if they thought somebody else was in there. She's wielding a hammer. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's sad. It's a sad situation. When did this happen? Over the weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In San Antonio? Yeah. San what day? Antonio, yeah. Saturday? Uh, yeah. Mhm. Mm, interesting. You know, we 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 you know we have a certain no, no, uh, no, guy no. that's a... no 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 no. This, this was Friday. No, this is Thursday. It happened Thursday instead of Friday. Okay. I didn't okay. Know okay. Thursday. Yeah. Okay. Right. And it's well, two a.m. Well, it was actually Friday. Friday had to be Friday. It's two a.m. in the morning Thursday. So Friday morning. It was early Friday morning. Two a.m. Yeah. Early Friday morning. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So, so you know, so so let me ask you this: What's going to happen to the officers? Uh, I don't know. They they they've been released on a hundred thousand dollar bail. So right oh, now so they arrested them. They yes, they arrested They arrested the police officers. Yes, yeah, they said they used deadly force when they didn't need to use it. Yeah, they were right. arrested, and they they right. they are they are you know, I guess they're doing it in an investigation. At this point in time, but yeah, they've been relieved of their police duties and they have been arrested. So, and they got a hundred thousand dollar bail on each of them, and I guess all of them posted bail. So, yeah. So then the question becomes: so, so when you see a situation like this, because we've covered a thousand of these stories, do you think the system worked in this case? No, it failed. The system failed. This woman is dead. Yeah, well, I'm not talking. Well, I'm, what I'm saying is, do you think it worked as far? Okay, let me not say the system, the judicial system. I guess I'm, I'm going for. Do you think the fact that law enforcement they were arrested immediately, apparently, right, and mm-hmm. uh, they were taken to in custody and they were released on bond. So, do you think that portion of the system worked? That they were, you know, they quickly apparently they quickly recognized that this was a uh, uh, unlawful use of a deadly force, and they moved to arrest and, uh, you know, get rid of the officers. What, what you, so, do you, so so are we making progress? I guess that's where I'm going with this, when police officers are using murdering people for, you know, unnecessarily. Yes and no. So it depends on the police officer and the state. Some, some, in some states, yeah, it works. In some states, no, nah, they don't care. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. What about what about you, Vanessa? What do you think? Well, when I was young, my next door neighbor had some mental issues, and I was probably twelve, thirteen, and he had mental issues, and he was killed. So, and nothing was he was what? I'm sorry. You said he was killed. Yeah. Instead of them, they. Instead of them, somebody was paid, somebody else was shooting, and 
they wasn't together on it. And so if um, they were making these mistakes of not having somebody from the social service segment on the scene, which is what I think they need to find some way to implement when they have mental issues because police officers really don't have time to deal with that because from what I understand, and I have asked this question since I've been on the show, police officers don't shoot to try to stop you or whatever. They shoot to kill you. So they don't have time to be trying to figure out this is a mental issue. So I think that they should have something in place where they have a social worker person on the scene. In this case, to answer your question, the person is gone. You can't bring them back. But the system has worked as far as law enforcement goes because they didn't let them walk away. They have been put in jail, put through the system, and being charged. That's a lot better than it would have been 10 years ago. Yeah. 10 years ago would have know, nothing I, been said or done. So I have to give I, them know, I, a little props, just a little, but no, I have to I, give them some I, I, I give you that. I, I think for me, though, when you kind of look at it from a different perspective, when you talk about giving them props and, and you know, 10 years ago, this, that, and the other, um, I, I don't know. I, I just think that when we – if we put ourselves in, in a scenario where, you know, if we put ourselves in their shoes – you know, we react a certain way, and you know there are certain professions in this in this in this world that you don't get to make a mistake. You know, doctors, uh, you know, uh, you know, police officers, you, you just you know, airplane pilots, I mean, people, positions that you have other people's lives in your hands. You you can't afford to make mistakes, but that's what you sign that's up it. for. So you know, it, it's uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just. So people don't, don't realize this. People don't realize this, that flight attendants, that our training is not to serve a dink or kiss You're your ass. What now? Flight attendants were cursing. not hired yeah. and trained to serve drinks. We learned that in the field. We were trained how to not, we always say, we're trained not to kiss your ass but save your ass. So well, there you go. people that's, 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 people that's, that's, don't realize uh, it. No, I'm no well, what I'm no listen we had to learn how to do CPR. We had to learn to know the symptoms when people are having a heart attack. We need to have know the symptoms between the heart attack and acid reflux. So we need to have, we had to learn symptoms of people needing some orange juice because their sugar level was low. We don't have time to make a mistake in the air when we call the captain and say, Captain, we need you to give us mid-link dispatch to the airplane. Because he's flying. He's not back there with them passengers who's back there having heart attacks, having babies on the plane, going into labor. He's not back there. So some fields don't have time to, um, to make a mistake. And people don't think that flight attendants is one of them, but we don't have a t- we don't have time to make a mistake because we have to make a decision as a group. They want us to make it as a group, not Vanessa saying go call the pilot. We got to make it as a group. Then the pilot got to make the phone call to get us on the ground. And if we're not nowhere near a Southwest airline or a Continental or whoever I'm flying with, 
if we're not anywhere near one of their places, they got to call and get special approval to land in an airplane or airport that don't even take their plane. So it, I, I get it. You can't bring somebody back, but it's gotten a little bit better. I will say that. It, yeah, it has. and you and, and you reminded me of where I wanted to go. Basically, you're right. Police officers are not trained to be mental health specialists, but I think nope. a lot of times we we have these expectations that all they have to do is just uh, send somebody a mental health person. Well, I mean – these people are not sitting around at 2 o'clock in the morning waiting to be deployed. I mean, you know, so you're talking about resources. So you're going to hire these people to have them sit around and, and do absolutely nothing for the most part? I mean, it's just, you know, sometimes we have to be realistic with our expectations. You know, and, and no, sometimes it's you not can as simple. Pol- nope. Jay, you can hire no, 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 no. Let me finish. Okay, let me finish. At the end of the day, you're right. You can hire this and do all that, but sometimes we we say things, and it's not as simple as it sounds. It's like when they say, well, just build a wall. Build a wall? How the hell are you going to build a wall that covered the whole southern continent of the United States? And, well, you have your walls in your backyard. Your backyard is only X amount of So sometimes we just have to be careful with some of the things that we suggest because at the end of the day, it's not as simple as it sounds. Sounds simple, but it may not be that simple. And then what you're going to do with all these people? I mean, it's just... I don't know. I just think sometimes we just have to be smart about this and and don't put things out there that sound simple because simple people can walk away with that thinking, oh, yeah, that's, yeah we can do it that way. And, you know, who knows? All right. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is time for uh, uh, Kavina time. You know, it's been a year since the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, okay? And I still can't believe that this has happened. In this week's edition of In Four Minutes or Less, something that you need to know, uh, we're going to take a look at how this decision is playing in the 2024 election. It's convenient time in four minutes or less. Something that you need to know. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to The Serious Side. The Supreme Court's decision in Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization has meant that access to abortion care is no longer guaranteed for millions of Americans. It was a political earthquake when it happened nearly a year ago. In many ways, the ground is still shaking. NPR White House correspondent Tamara Keith looks at what it may mean for the 2024 presidential race. For decades, the politics around abortion were pretty well set. Roe vs. Wade meant abortion was legal nationwide. Republicans wanted Roe overturned, and that motivated their voters. Democrats, on the other hand, simply weren't as energized by it, and Democratic politicians often shied away from talking about abortion. Then came the Dobbs decision. Gretchen Whitmer is the Democratic governor of Michigan. The threat of women losing a right we've come to expect and rely on and um, after 50 years of having it, mobilized people. It enraged people. It coalesced people. Whitmer was running for re-election in 2022. She won her race easily. A referendum also on the Michigan ballot, establishing a state constitutional right to abortion and contraception, won by even more. But I can tell you in this very swing state, purple state of Michigan, it has been something that has um, really changed the whole and 
landscape here, flipping both chambers of our legislature for the first time in 40 years and returning me to office and and a host of other people who are fighting for these rights. Senator Gary Peters, also from Michigan, led nationwide efforts to get Democrats elected and re-elected to the U.S. Senate in 2022. He says the Dobbs effect was clear. The polls closed at 8 o'clock that night. If you were in line, you could still vote. And the last voter to vote at the University of Michigan was a little after 2 o'clock in the morning. They stood in line for hours. They were not going to let Republicans take away a fundamental right that their mothers had. Ultimately, Democrats did better than expected in the midterm elections. Their voters and independents showed up because abortion was on the ballot, quite literally in states like Michigan, but figuratively all over the country. Democratic candidates talked about abortion rights and painted Republicans as extreme. In an interview with Fox News Sunday, Republican Party Chairwoman Ronna McDaniel says her party needs to do things differently in 2024. And abortion was a big issue in key states like Michigan and Pennsylvania. And so the guidance we're going to give to our candidates is you have to address this head on. The Democrats spent $360 million on this. And many of our candidates across the board refuse to talk about it, thinking, oh, we can just talk about the economy and ignore this big issue, and, and they can't. A year out from the Dobbs decision, reproductive rights remain an active political issue. Democratic pollster Celinda Lake says public support for abortion increased right after the decision and has been enduring. The Democratic incumbent in the race for mayor in Lincoln, Nebraska, who Lake consulted for, even made it a central issue in her campaign last month. This issue became a core values issue. It's like, I'm not going to vote for someone who has these views. I don't care what office you're talking about. If you're talking about president to dog catcher, I'm not going to vote for someone with these values. Nationwide, the Dobbs decision remains unpopular. An NPR PBS NewsHour Marist poll out this week found 57% of those surveyed were opposed, led by Democrats, independents, and women. But Republican pollster Patrick Ruffini says he's just not convinced that come November 2024, this will be the biggest driver of voter enthusiasm. As this becomes more of a settled issue, you know, nearly universal access in blue states, and you're going to have a lot of restrictions in red states, as we settle back into, you know, what feels like a status quo, you know, it's going to be, I think, tougher to move people into message on the issue. Democrats are betting they can keep this issue front of mind. And it is certainly going to be a matter of debate in the competitive Republican presidential primary. Tamara Keith, NPR News, Washington. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Once upon a time, in a place called Mzansi, the people love driving cars everywhere. They use lots and lots of electricity and chop down many trees for firewood. And then a very strange thing happened. The weather began to change. In some places there were droughts where before there was rain. In other places the rivers flooded. The grown-ups realized they were contributing to the strange weather. They discovered if they used clean energy and less electricity, they could save Mzansi for their children. What happened then? How the story unfolds is up to each and every one of us. Switch off, recycle, 
change. Help save tomorrow, today. Online radio at its best. Welcome back in three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is the serious side, the Sunday morning roundtable, where our panelists bring their topics to the table. And of course, Vanessa May Bell is up next. And Vanessa, what are we talking about during this segment? Uh, well, I pretty much uh, I pretty much talked about spoke about what I wanted to speak about, um, which was which was the sub going down um, for the $30 toy box. Uh, But I mainly want to talk about how the people in Belfast, Ireland, their economy is based on people coming to tour the Titanic plant. So now I guess they're going to be making another segment to it where this Titan went down to go to um, the Titanic. Um, okay. I just, I don't know. My whole fool behind this, and I know, I know that people who did not experience seeing it or being there among the people who had to go and work, um, the wives and the children had to work the farms and the fields while the husbands went and built the Titanic ship and how we, Bobby and I got to touch the metal and the screws of how they put that ship together. Just um, all I can say is my heart is full. But then I'm going to make a comment to my brother, who I do love dearly, is Led. There we go. Well, my, my comment is, I remember during COVID, Les was getting on me because I didn't think that everybody's rent should have been free. I remember Les getting Uh-oh. on me about that, about everybody's rent being free. So Les thinks oh that everybody should get everything and that he, everybody needs to give shit away. Well, oh God, I feel like, yes. whatever. I'm sorry, Lord, but I'll, I'll take care of that with him in a few minutes. But my philosophy on that is we all have work. Less you, me. So are you bored with my topic? If you're bored with my topic, we can move to your topic. What are you talking about? I'm like, you're you over there sighing. I can hear you sighing. Uh, well, I do that, Vanessa. We've been doing this too long. You, you already know. But it's, and but I'm going to keep doing it. My philosophy is people can do whatever they want to do with their money. People can do whatever they want okay. to do. If people want to be stupid and lose. Look at the the guy, the, the Jordan guy, the basketball guy, Kobe. If Kobe didn't have the kind of money that he had, Kobe and them would not have been on a helicopter flying in some weather they shouldn't have been flying in. Sometimes it don't pay to have that kind of money. But if you do have that kind of money and you lose your life, you know why I'm not going to trip? Because we were all born, it was all designated as to what day, when, what hour, and how we were going to leave this earth. So I don't care what people do with their money. Because however it is for you to leave this earth, that is the way you're going to live. And it was already planned. It's in the Bible. It was already foreseen before you were born. So if you want to die spending a half a million dollars and your son didn't want to go and you want to force him to go, maybe that's how God wanted you to die was with your son. 
I'm just not going to say that it's stupid for somebody to spend that kind of money. I think it's stupid for them to go get on it when there was nobody saying that it was safe. When nobody said it was safe, but I'm not going to say it's stupid how you spend your money because I think that Beyonce having a purse that costs $50,000 is stupid. But who am I? She can afford it. And we don't know what people donate. We don't know if they give it to church, charities. It's not our business. We don't know. And people ain't have to give away their whole fortune if they don't want to. Because Bobby Hanks said he's going to spend every damn dime we got over here, and they're going to have to sell some stuff to bury up. So I'm just saying. <laughs> Carry on. Now, after you said all of that, I'm not trying to spend that money. <laughs> That's what Bobby Hanks say. <laughs> I just said I'm not to spend that money. But you know what I do care about, Vanessa? Is well, when I got to pay more taxes than these rich rich do. That's what, yeah, that's what I like. Okay, that's well, what that's I'm where voting comes in. They don't have nothing to do with that, Les. They, they don't yeah, have they nothing to do with that. They do, that's because because you know why that's they got to do people not going to vote. That's people no, not going to vote. No, and you know why they do Because these rich billionaires, do your research, these rich billionaires and these billionaires pay these congressmen and these senators to pass laws. Yeah, they do. They pay in the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court is getting away with it, but that's just the way of the world. It's been like that. Oh, and it's the way of the world, and and trying to stop it is two different things, Vanessa. Well, you know what? I'm 50, so I don't care. I ain't finna try to. Mm, That's okay. a cop-out. That's the way in the world. Well, I'm 60, out. and if these kids don't give a damn enough to go out there and vote to make these changes, that, then I cannot care. I can't care, man. And you can't leave. I can't care. I ain't giving everything away. We're the generation to let it happen. So you can't blame them. We're the generation to let it happen. Come on, now. This yeah, stuff starts happening with Reagan. It starts happening with Reagan, Vanessa. Sorry. Okay. It went so like it's been before. going on for 40 years. So now what? We're going to spend our last years of our life fighting it? You're damn right. You've got to fight to the end, Vanessa. we got to fight okay, to the Nick, end. Okay, Nick, you go ahead. you got to okay. fight to the end. you got to fight right. to the end. You can't Not just me. sit there and say it's the youngster Does fight. Does he have high blood it's pressure? It's their fight. fight. Because yeah, he could have yeah, high blood yeah. pressure the way he be ranting over stuff. No, I'm just being honest, but that's because you see that thing. I don't care what they do. I do, because right I now can't. I got to pay more taxes than these rich perks do. I got to pay more in taxes. So do you. You should be well, upset about Well, you know what? It. When you get to Texas and Abbott stops us from paying taxes of taxes on our house at the end of the year, you're going to be real happy, because I know I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's see if that ever happens. Because you know what? That means the millionaires will be in there, they'll they'll vote against it. And they'll pay him off, and he'll say, hey, change my mind about that. And ain't nothing you can do about it, right? But but mine are already, uh, when you turn 65, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, when you turn 65 in the state of Texas, your taxes on your house are frozen, a certain segment of them. So your taxes that you pay three or $4,000 a year for, it's frozen all the way down to like twelve, thirteen hundred dollars, maybe even fifteen hundred dollars a year. So it's like giving yourself a, a three thousand dollar or two thousand dollar year raise is what it is. So even if he doesn't do that, when you turn sixty five, you still, and a lot of states don't have this from what I understand. But so in Texas, you will get a, a raise in your income when you buy a house here. So you know, it's an exemption. Anyway, that's all I wanted to discuss uh, because Donald Trump has to be excited in some kind of way, which is horrible, that the Titan went down and something's going on with Russia and all of that mess because they're not talking about him and his mess that he's in. So 
he has to be excited that this other stuff is going on. He has to be, because ain't nobody talking about him. Okay. Um, well, I just uh, I said, hey, just let you guys go in it. Ding, 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 ding. I'm going to yeah, stay I out of it. And, uh, I love this. We just have two different views on giving stuff away. It's yeah, like because, away, Vanessa. Well, it's boy, not. What we're, what we're doing is we're letting these mean as and being as dictate to us, and all we do is sit back and say, they're rich, they're jobs, and then we can do nothing. No, we can do stuff about it. You can do stuff about it, because if we sit back and say, ain't nothing we can do about it, what's the difference between us and the kids saying, I ain't going to vote? What's the difference? There is not. All right. Well, then, thank you guys so much for participating uh, in that uh, little uh, what brouhaha. Is that the proper term? <laughs> All right. Thank you, Nessa, for that topic. Uh, not sure what it was. I think it was just a comeback session. Every now and then you just need to say, you know what, let's take the gloves off and let's go at it. And you two. I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, they love each other to death. But, boy, when they get on this airwave, man, they be going at it. And I'm like, let me get out the way because I ain't trying to get hit with no nothing. So I'm going to let them have it, and uh, they can fight their way through. What are they going to fight their way through? Oh, my God. 347-850-1272. It's the Sun Morning Roundtable. Well, we uh, let our panelists come to the table with their topics. Thank you, Vanessa. That was good stuff. And I really love your comments on the Titanic and the fact that you actually visited that area and gave us the inside scoop on it. That's a good thing. All right, we'll take a break. Mariana Music's Corner is coming up next, and then uh, I guess I'm on the clock. 347-850-1272 is the serious side on the TJRS Radio Network online radio. That is best. We'll be right back. It is the best Sunday morning online radio show, period. Hi, I'm Jay, the host of the serious side of the TGRS, and I'm asking you to come join me and my friends for some serious conversation before you go to church. It's the serious side of the TGRS. Happens every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, right here on the BTR Radio Network.
pictures of Mary? Yep. She thinks she's so hot. But her mom and dad will see them. Her grandmother, her little sister, everyone she knows, it's gonna kill her. Who cares? Just a couple of pictures. It's no big deal. No big deal? Don't. This has gotta stop. Stop cyberbullying. The results could be deadly. Online radio at its best. You know, I did this last week, too. Uh, <laughs> we're going to ignore this because it's not time for this. 347-850-1272. It is the Sunday Morning Roundtable where we bring our topics to the table. And, uh, you know, it's my turn. I'm on the clock sharing the stage with Mr. Elias and Vanessa Mae Belly from the McAnally. Uh Big stories this past week. Don't know where to go. Obviously, Hunter Biden uh, pleaded guilty to tax evasions and uh having the possession of a gun, and the Republicans have lost their mind once again because Hunter Biden was really their ace in the hole. So now all of a sudden it looks as if Hunter Biden is getting off scot-free. The punishment that he was issued is along the lines of other people who have had these same types of uh, charges against them, but the Republicans press on. And my concerns are this, is that we can say what we want to say, but I don't understand. You know, what really pisses me off about all of this, because people always want to try to do an analogy and say, okay, well, wait a minute. You know, um, 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 you know, Pre- President Biden, it was different. You know, he had secret, top secret uh, documents in his possession. It was different because he went and he uh, uh, told the DOJ and, and he volunteered the information. Yeah, but guess then what? Before he went to the DOJ, hey, come get this stuff, he was on TV talking about there's no excuse to do this. There's no excuse for you to not. And then all of a sudden you have the documents. And even though there are two different situations, what it does is it gives the right catnip. Because people who are not paying attention like we pay attention are saying, well, what's the difference? Vice President uh, Biden, when he was vice president, he had uh, uh, he, he had though he had uh, top secret stuff. He did, oh, but he he gets away scot free because the ignorant person don't understand the difference. So here we are in the same scenario. So Hunter Biden once again 
They've been trying to get this guy for the longest. He pleaded guilty to tax evasion. He pleaded, you know, guilty to having a gun uh, in his possession while, you know, while he was using drugs. And the Republicans are going, they do do So, Mr. Elias, the question goes to you. Do you see where my frustration levels come from? Because, well, let me, let me flip it. Let me ask you a question. You've been in politics your whole life, right? You were the vice president of the United States. And so you decide to run for office. Now, you know Hunter is flawed. You have to know this, right? I mean, this guy slept with his late brother's wife. I mean, so if you know these things, then why the hell would you run for office to put your family in place? What type of individual are you knowing that you have these skeletons in your closet? Would you run for office knowing that you can put your son's life in peril? You know damn well they're going to come after you. Or do you say, you know what, it's for the greater good, the hell with it, we'll deal with it? What say you, sir? Well, well in politics, the way it used to run, the kids were off limits. That's how that used to work. That's a grown so, ass man. I don't care. What, what happened to the Bush girls? They were they were drunks and alcoholics. And nobody, yeah, nobody but they were teenagers too. They were teenagers too. The kids were supposed to be off limits. It changed when Barack Obama got in office. That's when it changed. If you look at the history of this thing, the kids were oh, always off limits. Yeah, they, oh, didn't they used to? No, they didn't. They called Chelsea Clinton ugly and all types of stuff. They've always been doing this. What are you talking they about? They talked about the alcoholic Bush children because I was at the airport. Oh when yeah, they they've been them. after they kids for the long time. Talking, but see, but listen, dude, you're comparing, you're comparing apples to oranges because the Democrats always try to stay above the fray. You know, you're the one that's always saying, hey, instead of when they go low, you go lower. But the Democrats don't do that. So, so, so okay. I don't know if that's a fair comparison. But, but the question yeah, is for you. No, no, I'm asking you the question. Okay. No, no, I'm saying would you, knowing that you have all these things in your background, would you run for office? After what with Donald Trump, you damn right I would. Wow! So you put, you put your kids through that. What did Donald Trump do with his kids? Made them richer. I'm not asking about. I'm asking you: Would you put your kids? Would your ego? Wow! Yes, yes, yes. It wouldn't be an ego thing. After what Donald Trump. It is an ego thing. How's it an ego thing? Because in my opinion, it's an ego thing. Because let me opinion. tell you something: you gotta opinion. have a, you gotta have a huge ego to want to be president, right? You have to. And a lot of people tell you, if you don't have an ego, then you can't be president. You gotta, have, you have to have a huge ego to want to be president of the United States. Adam, Adam, and so you're Adam, running for this office. What? I don't necessarily agree with that. Because Jimmy Carter never had uh, a large ego. 
Well, oh yeah, well he didn't have a large ego, but you had to have. Listen, man, any person that thinks they want to be the most powerful person in the world, you have to have an ego. That has to be. You have to have. You want to be more power, and that's why people. That's why these Republicans would do anything in their power to maintain power. That's all about ego. They're egotistical bastards. That's why they cheat and do what they do because they want to maintain power. You can call it a democracy all you want, but if you're the president of the United States, you're the most powerful person in the world. And even though the presidency, in my opinion, has dropped a few levels because, you know, Donald Trump walked his uh, trifling ass into the White House, so it's really not as pristine as it used to be. But trust me when I tell you this, you know, it's, I mean, it is what it is. So I get upset, Vanessa. Because here's Hunter Biden, got all this stuff going on. And it goes, and you know, it's almost like the preacher's kid, right? Who's the baddest kid in church? The preacher's kid. The one you think that was supposed to be holy and all that, that joke out there doing drugs. He's, I mean, he's doing everything. So it's like you preach to me about taking care of my family, but your son is running crazy out here in public in the streets. Okay, name me one president that wasn't flawed. Please name me one. Each one of them had their own thing. Was it flawed? Yeah. Well, wait a minute now. In the, okay, well, but are you talking about in the context of this conversation we're having now? Yes, yes. President yes. Obama. President he Obama. Did he did weed. He did cocaine. That, that, listen, man, okay, you're no, talking. No, 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 no. But, but that was him. What, what I'm saying is, is no President Obama. Well, let that go. Nobody said there was no perfect person. But I'm telling you, if you look at look at what President Obama did while he was in office, he has not there was no, not one scandal while he was in office. Go back Maybe to every other Joe president. Has, what, what, what scandal has what? Joe Biden been included in? What is, what, what is Joe Biden? Well, 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 you want to start? Okay, well, okay, scandal, investigation, you choose the term. Okay, he's right now. His handling of top secret documents has uh, been reviewed as a special counsel assignment. You know that, right? With the DOJ. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So yeah. that's one. Did President Obama ever have the DOJ uh, doing anything like that to him? Well, they did. Uh, they got you know. They had been got. No, no, that was Clinton. That was Clinton. Okay. It wasn't. They, 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 they didn't put that. They didn't put that. that trust me. I don't care whose administration it was. They, oh, they did, did not place that on President Obama. That was on Clinton. Okay. okay. No, no, okay. It's a you fact. Think so. You say so. Would you go so back and show me? Okay, go back still, and show I, me. Show me. Obama administration. Yeah, yeah. The one. It was because by default. Trust me. They didn't come out. The, okay, okay. It's like the Iran Contra. That was specifically yeah. placed at, at freaking Reagan's feet. Because mm-hmm. Reagan made the decision to do that. The Obama administration, if you go back and remember your history, they were on Hillary Clinton for even having those servers. They were like, you don't need to have that stuff. And she did it any damn way. So that's why they didn't come out to the Obama administration. The Obama administration was like, what the hell are you doing with that stuff in the first place? And mm-hmm. it was documented that they told her to shut that mess down. And she's continued to do it. Mm-hmm. And then when you want to talk about Benghazi, how they flipped the script on that? They flipped the script on it. Well, guess what? 
You talk about all that stuff. The Republicans are the ones who voted down uh, funding to amp up security at the damn embassies. Okay. Oh, that is fine and dandy, but I'm telling you, when you look at the news source, they tied at the President Obama. The Obama administration. They did, the, they did, they did not. You look up in guys, and I guarantee the first name you're going to see is Hillary Clinton. You're not going to see President Obama. Okay. You're not. You say so. You're not. Okay. It's okay. a fact. Well, I okay. tell you what, we're going to take a break. Why don't you, during the break, type in Benghazi on Google, and you tell me the first thing you see. I guarantee mm-hmm. you see Clinton's name before you see Obama. Okay, but I guarantee you going to say the Obama administration from the Obama administration. Well, because she was a member of the Obama administration. Okay. So that ain't point? hard. What's, what's your point? What's your point? What's your point? What's your I don't point? have one. My point is, it's time to go to commercial. That's my point. I know point. you don't have a point. Now, how about that? I know you don't have a point. I know you don't. I have a point. You just don't want to hear it. You know what? This guy get on my damn nerves. All right. 347. I don't want to talk to you. 347. Just get on my nerves. 347. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I'm done. 347. is the calling number. We'll be right back after another freaking break. Freaking clown.
Today, nearly one in five Americans are living with a mental health condition, from our children and grandparents to our veterans, coworkers, and neighbors. For all of us, our mental well-being is just as important as our physical health. But unfortunately, most of us don't know how to recognize the signs that someone is in emotional distress, and so many of those who are having difficulty can't get the help they need. And together, we can change this. We can start by visiting changedirection.org and learning the five signs that may mean someone is struggling and needs help. And then it's up to us to show compassion, to reach out, connect, help folks find the hope and the support they need. Together, we can change the story about mental health in America. Together, we can change direction. Online radio at its best. 347-850-1272 is our call with number. It is a serious time on a beautiful Sunday morning. And uh, I'm Jay Rob. Thank you so much for hanging with us. It's time to say good morning to our, to my brother and my sister. Very lovely Miss Vanessa May Belly from the Mac Belly. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you? Y'all have to stress me out before I got ready. I'm getting ready to go to church. I'm arguing with my yep. sister in the whole world, and I'm shaking my head at y'all. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Hold on, you said we did what? What we do? My... I said I'm shaking my head at y'all. Good morning. Oh, well. Good morning to you as well, too. First, me and Les was arguing, then you and Les started arguing, so you know it's nothing but love on this show. Yeah, well, okay. Puppy love. Thank you so much, Vanessa. <laughs> that demanding it's the first and last word here on the serious side. The one and only Mr. L to the E to the S himself. Good morning, sir. How are you? Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you and Juan. Good morning, Nessa. Juan. Good morning, uh, Mary and Music. Juan. Good morning, Kathleen. Juan. Good morning, Momo B. Juan. Good morning, Real Day. Juan. Good morning, with Sister and Mary and Music, that first song was by October London. It's called Back to Your Place. And the second song was Joe Levy, and it's called Inside You. Get one of my brother Hawk and get one of my brother Jerome. Sally S. Man, can we say hello to some people in the world-famous chat room, if you don't mind, sir? Mr. Covina, man, is the only one that's in there this morning, Jay. My dog, my dog. Let me say what's going on. Good morning and welcome to Pastors in the House, as he always is. But if I'm reading names, you know what that means. You're damn right, I fixed it. I fixed it. I want to say what's happening to Terry. I want to say what's happening to Christian. I want to say what's happening to Valerie. What's happening? What's happening? What's going on, Sam? Oh, my goodness. I want to say what's happening to all you people. I have missed you all. I'm going to take a bow because I finally fixed this mess. And let me tell you something. Oh, my God, there were so many messages. 
I cannot obviously read them all because this thing has been down for months. So I'm scroll. I mean, good God, I'm doing this right now during commercial breaks. I'm trying to pull down the latest, but I have to go through all of these damn things. But I promise you, I'm going to pull some out for our segment, Pastor Steve's Nature Case. Oh my God! Oh, yeah, we got it squared away. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is the Sunday morning roundtable where we discuss topics that uh, you know we bring them to the table. And um, since there's only three of us, um. Uh, Let's talk about what happened here recently with this coup. I mean, if you didn't hear this, folks, Vladimir Putin is in trouble. You can say what you want to say, but there was an armed coup that was in place, in progress, before uh, for, for Belarus, the country, they jumped in and they negotiated this, I mean, let me explain it from the very beginning. So basically what happened is, you know, what's happening in Ukraine, uh, the Russians, they hired this mercenary force to fight for them because they're getting their ass kicked. Now, think about it. Russia is supposed to be a superpower. And what you're seeing is that a little small country called Ukraine, with the help of a lot of people, are giving them the business, giving them all that they wanted and then some. Putin told his people that the war would be over in three days. It's been over a year. They are losing a lot of Russian soldiers. And the United States is saying, here you go, let's, let us give you the weapons. You go handle your business. So now, so Russia started hiring mercenaries. And so it's this very powerful mercenary group called the Wagner Group, led by this general. And they have been fighting. But this guy has been talking crap the whole time, saying the Russians are not supplying him with ammo. They're not doing the things that they need to do to make sure that they are, you know, being supported in this war. And so they decided, you know what, the hell with this. We are tired. We're going to go take over. So they got into a convoy and started heading to Moscow, armed, locked and loaded and ready. And Vladimir Putin had to reach out to the president of Belarus to ask him to get in and negotiate a settlement with this. Think about what Mr. Elias, think about that, bro. Russia is supposed to be like a superpower. Right? And here come this mercenary group going straight to Moscow saying, hey, we can ready to deal with you because we tired of this nonsense. This is extraordinary. And what are your thoughts on this? It it, it shows the power that Russia has, which is very limited. (laughs) Wow. And for everybody, you know, and I'm quite sure the nukes speak for themselves, but who wants to go that way? You're quite sure what? The the nukes, the nuclear weapons speak for themselves, so, but who wants to go that route? But, yeah, Putin is definitely in trouble, man. He, this war is more than what he thought it would be. And now he's just like, man, something's not right. Because <laughs> yeah. he's actually, you know, he said the war would be over like in three days, and it's over a year now. And then they get mad because somebody bombed some spot, some spot in Russia. And now you just go, you're trying to tear this little, this little country apart. But man, look, they're holding their own. You got to give them credit. They're, they're holding their own. 
This Russian general has also been putting stuff out there on Russia's social media saying that the reason why Vladimir Putin wanted to invade uh, Ukraine in the first place is because he wanted to give spoils to his. So he told he was talking about all we want to expand Russia. Come to find out, all they were trying to do would be pirates, man, just to go and divvy the country up amongst his Russian generals to give them the spoils of war. And this 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 guy, this general, is putting all this information out there. The general is the head of this Wagner group. It it, it um, Vanessa, I, I don't know how much of this you're keeping up with, but this is extraordinary. Because ever since I was every t- the first time I raised my right hand and, and said I do solemnly swear to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, the number one enemy was Russia. All of our basic training was based on Russia. We had, to, we had to recognize Russian tanks. We had to recognize Russian insignia. It was Russia, 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 Russia. And all these years, these jokes have been raw, man. All these years. They can't, how the hell are you going to fight the United States if you can't even beat Ukraine? I mean, this guy is a madman, and at the end of the day, he is a scared little bitch. And I'll put a dollar in the cuss can because he is hiding behind this army. Well, but you know what? He is a he's a wuss, Vanessa. He is, and he's on the run. And, and at the end okay. of the day, so, so just explain it to me because I've been listening. Hell, every time you turn on TV, if it's a foreign channel other than local, you're talking about. Uh-huh. I'm trying to. I'm trying to understand is. Yeah, he's losing, and yeah, they got some people that's been teaming up against him. What's going to happen to him? Isn't he still going to be in charge? No, who's him? him? Who's him? Putin? Putin. Putin. What's going to happen to him? Of course he is going to still be in charge. Yeah, but see, Vanessa, for years, anytime someone has tried to even threaten uh, Putin, you know, they've ended up dead. You know, what? You know, they tried to poison one cat. He's in the United States now, but they tried to poison him twice. Uh, yeah, the one dude, he's right still in office. jail. Yeah, he's right still in office, jail. He's dead. No, he's dead. He's well, dead. Well, well, yeah. But what I'm saying is, he's been, you know, for for the longest, he has ran that country with an iron fist. But this war has exposed that they are not as strong as they claim to be. And this uh, uh, mercenary uh, uh, general leader has now, I mean, he is. He was in armed vehicles with troops heading to Moscow. So the question is, how the hell you talk about this famous Russian army? How the hell did he even get in the country? They should have blown the smithereens before he started even heading back that way. So you ain't your bark is bigger than your bite. Oh. And the guy, Belarus, the president of Belarus, everybody knows that he's a puppet of Putin. You know, put, you know, Putin tells him to jump, he says, ah, Putin had to go to this guy to negotiate a truce. And so now the Russian, the Russian leader of the, of, the, of the resistance, of the mercenary group, he is now in Belarus. Uh, he's gone to Belarus to, uh, you know, basically, so here's the deal. So basically his forces are supposed to join the Russian forces, which I don't know how that's going to work because his forces mainly consist of 
of uh, of, of Russian uh, of criminals. They, they're not military trainers. A bunch of criminals saying, "Hey, if you get out of this, we're going to give you a free pass." So they're convicts, basically. Yeah, and so they agreed to join the the Russian army, and he has, um, you know, he's in Belarus, um, and so now. I, I don't know, man. I, this is crazy what's happening right now. And when you think about it, it based on it what is. we've all believed all these years, and now look at what's happening. Dude, this is this is nuts. Now, for the average listener, they're like, why? Why do we care? You should care. You should care. Because when I was in school, we used to do nuclear drills. And don't think for a moment that <laughs> we don't have stuff. Huh? Yes. Nuclear trails. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ooh, Lord Jesus. Okay. Vanessa, let me tell you something. They talked about there are Russian missiles pointed at certain strategic places in the continental United States. Gary, Indiana used to be one. Now, I don't know if it still okay, is. Okay, so they it, say that it, Texas, the, the plants in Pasadena, Jay, is one of those places. Gary, I was just going to tell you, Houston as well. <laughs> so there are strategic places that's going to get blown off the map first if they start launching nuclear weapons because they had Gary in their, in their freaking uh, um, uh, bullseye because we used to produce the most amount of steel. Steel builds tanks. Houston, guess why? Petroleum. You know, these are the places when you go to war, these are the, you have to hit supply chains. So these places, so the reason why we had to participate in the drills, we had to go out in the hallway, and we had to get down in the hallway and put our heads between our legs. Okay, sir. Oh, Mr. Elliott, do you remember that? Yeah. Well, but nobody, but see, nobody knows. But they didn't know. I mean, that, you, you know, you have to take precaution. I mean, you know, that's the best thing you can do. I mean, what else are you going to do? We had to do drills under our desk. Think about this whole scenario, how this played out. I mean, this dude, Putin, do you think he's nervous, Mr. Elias? I guess that's my question for you. Do you think he's nervous? Hell yeah, he's nervous. Hell yeah. Because he's never had anything like this happen to him before. So yes, hell yes, he's nervous. He's nervous because he shows his weakness, and he's always been that strong, you know, that strong vibrato, and he'll come through and he'll do this, and he's killing people, and he's ex-KGB and all this other stuff, and now it's weak, man. It just weakened, it just weakened his old, old Russia. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, would, I would be surprised if somebody takes him out, man. Well, see, that's the next thing. Who's going to be brave enough to do that? Why why do you have to be brave? Why do you have to be brave? He just showed how weak he was. Yeah, but he still has some loyal lieutenants in his army. Come on, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ah. So, So, Vanessa, what do you think? Because it's yeah, always interesting to get your opinion because you're not a person that's in tune to that type of stuff. So to hear what you have to say about this is fascinating. What do you think now no, that you've I heard mean, a little I, bit of this discussion? You know, when I'm 
going to be the same thing that it was, you know, Russia, Russia, Russia. But I totally agree with y'all, When and I'm not an Army person. You're right. I keep up with it because I have to because, my, you know, I'm over here in Texas with all this oil and gas. But I, I just don't know why people are so tripping out about Putin being a wuss. You know, they're saying that Putin's a wuss and he thought he was going to get away with Ukraine. Yeah, he did. And, yes, he's getting his butt kicked. But where is this going to end? How many lives are going to be lost? How many families will never see their children again because they were separated on a bus? I mean, where does this mess end? Where does it end? Uh, I I, I hate it. I think it is ridiculous. I think that somebody needs to forgive me, Lord, but I think that somebody should slowly poison Putin and let's just get him out the picture. But I'm sure he gets his food checked. He probably tells them, you take a bite first before I take a bite. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he does that. He needs to. Well, uh, but see, so I don't know. Yeah. But, but it kind of goes back. You kind of proved the point. When you kind of prove the point, you say you don't understand why people, you know, why people are worried about him. The reason why people are concerned because when you back, what well, what happens? What they tell you when you back a scared person in the corner? What they gonna do? Come out fighting. And so when you have somebody desperate, when so, when it's desperate times, people take desperate measures. Too many occasions he has already talked about. He's already he talked about using nuclear. nuclear well, he said it. I don't think he will, Vanessa. But he. But listen, if you'd have told me on September tenth, two thousand, two thousand one, that somebody would have run two planes in the in the uh, in the in the twin towers, I'd have told Power. you you'd been nuts. Yeah. Yeah. So when you have a desperate man. He don't care about his people. Because he, yeah. he wouldn't be doing this. It's all about power. It's all about he's a madman. And so what do these people do? He's like a Jim. What did Jim Jones do when the when the curtain came down on him? Man, I ain't I'm shoot, we often leave this place. Just kill yourself. Why are you gonna kill all those people? When you're dealing with crazy people, you don't know what they're going to do. And because he has nuclear weapons, we all should be concerned. We should. No, I don't care about that stuff. Okay. I know. I know I am. Most definitely. I know I am. We should be concerned. We really should. Because this dude is crazy. And if he gets to the point where you know, once again, I said Jim Jones. Jim Jones didn't want to kill his damn self. But when Jim Jones knew when they was coming to get his ass, he was like, uh-oh. Well, I, you know, not only am I going to, I'm going to take, I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm taking everybody with me. Now, why would you do, why would you do that? I never understood cowards. People that want to commit suicide by cops. So what you going to do? Well, the only way I commit suicide by cops is I go out here and kill 15 people, then they going to kill me. What? the hell is wrong with you? If you want to kill yourself, just go kill yourself. Don't kill people who don't have a damn thing to do with you and your plight and your nonsense. It's just, it's, 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 
I don't know. I just think about some of these things. I said, what the hell? Is, what is going on? So, Vanessa, you should be concerned about that fool. And anybody within the sound of my voice should be concerned about him. Oh, he ain't got to do with that. They ain't got to do with us. What about the price of milk? Okay. No, no. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't no, I'm just say saying some I'm people, not concerned. I don't care about I'm that. I'm saying I didn't say I, I didn't care about it I, because I'm over here about 20 minutes from Pasadena. But um, I just not – I just wish it would end. I'm just not as concerned about what's going on over there as I am as to what's going on over here. It's not that I don't care. I do listen to it. I do keep up with it. I can't help but you. I got a husband over here that's almost 70 years old, so he wants to keep up with all of that. So, yes, I do. But it's just not my top priority what's going on with crazy-ass Putin because if he pushed the button and he does the nuclear thing, he just do it. Ain't nothing I can do about that. I'm just – it's okay. Y'all, y'all, I'm so sorry. It's just, I have to pick a battle, and that's just not one of mine. I don't think I can do is pray, and I do that every Sunday. I do it every, Bobby and I pray at dinner every day for different things. People call us and say, can y'all pray for us? Somebody messaged us last night and said, my daughter, my granddaughter, 16, been missing since May 5th. We don't know where she is. Well, could you please pray for us? That was at one something in the morning. I, all I can do is pray, Jay. That's all I can do is pray. But, well, but Putin, I mean, I mean, I, I, he is not on the top of my worry list. I think I'm more concerned with Abbott than I am with Putin. Because <laughs> Abbott can do more more stuff to me at this point. If Putin does it, Putin's going to destroy the world. What Abbott is doing is going to screw up Texas. So I'm more concerned with what Abbott is doing than I am what Putin is doing. I know that sounds crazy, but it's just no, no. Well, well, it kind of goes. But hold on, it kind of goes back to why a lot of the lead Republican contenders are saying, "Look, what we're gonna do is we're going to uh, we're we're going to if I become president, we're going to reduce the amount of money we're giving to, to Ukraine." And I guess you know, on one hand, I'm looking at this, and people say, "Well, why?" And this is why I say you should be concerned about it, guys. People saying, why is America spending billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars trying to support this war when we have these issues that we're dealing with at home? Well, democracy is an intimate threat. There's an intimate threat to democracy, I should say. And, you know, you can't touch and feel democracy. You can't see it, per se. There's no – I mean, so, so that's why people are not concerned about it. But the overall big picture is that if democracy is in trouble, we have to fight that war, right? I mean, so we're doing this because we know what Putin is trying to do. Like we say on the show all the time, it's chestnut checkers. But some people don't look at it that way. Some people think that America should just be America and we do what, what everybody else does. We don't care about it. Just take care of America. Well, we can't do that because, first of all, we're the leader of the free world. We're the leaders of the free world. And second of all, we have the biggest economy in the world. And we are a superpower. And we don't live here by ourselves. It's like living in the neighborhood and say, well, I don't care if that joker do this, that. No, yes, you should because that one bad apple will bring down the value of your property. So even though... You know, you may keep your house immaculate and all this other stuff. If you got a guy that's two cars, two doors down, that's got, 
you know, Billy goats in his front yard and broke down cars and all this other stuff. It brings your property value down regardless of what you do to your house. So the concept is kind of the same. We have to be concerned about what's going on. We really should. And if we're not concerned, um, you know, it, it may come back to bite us. So anyway, that, that's just a big situation that's going on there. Now, somebody said something to me yesterday. I went to a comedy club, Mr. Elias, and the comedian was on, on stage, and he talked about, and I wanted to look it up, but I got in so late last night. He talked about a situation where there's 25 missing black kids in Cleveland. Have you heard about this? No, I have not. I have not heard about that. Okay, and and every and people knew in the audience, and I'm like, what? And so, yeah, I was like, really? I, I'm surprised I haven't heard about it. But he was talking about how, and, you know, and if that's a story, we're going to definitely bring it up next week. But I didn't have time to do the research. But I thought that maybe you would know. I didn't know anything about it. I haven't heard anything about it. But, you know, but who's to say, because we talk about this on the show a lot, how many missing African-American women out there that we don't hear about? The headlines are always talking about these white kids. And, listen, I'm not, I'm not you know, their families grieve just like our families grieve. But they're the ones that get the headlines. Natalie Holloway, you know, uh, um, you know, people like that. I mean, we still talk about that, but not once have we heard anyone bring up the name of that attorney that got, well, I guess the uh, okay. dude in jail. Well, oh, you found it? Yeah, it says, U.S. Marshal helps to find 35 missing children in northern Ohio. Wow. Yep. Mm-hmm. 35 missing children across the northern, across northern Ohio. Yeah. It's called Operation We Will Find You. Work to find children missing from Cleveland, Toledo, Akron, Hanton, and Youngstown, and surrounding cities of the county. Authorities also found children in California, West Virginia, and Arizona. The operation went uh, from March 1st to May 15th. Authorities believe the children were in danger, and most were faced with physical or sexual abuse, neglect, uh, substance abuse, or human trafficking. Wow. Since Northern Ohio is one of the 16 selected regions uh, chosen to participate in this operation, operation, and it just went, it just went blank. And, uh, oh, wow. See, I, I didn't know that. I, I did not know that. Yeah. I mean, and he brought this up on stage, and I'm like, what is he talking about? And I'm like, how the hell did we not hear about this? Yeah, it was an operation. It was, it was, it was, it was children that they found in there from California, West Virginia, and Arizona, in there. Uh, wow. Yeah. And I, wow. we watched that show that one night, and we found out about Houston was one of the major, major, major traffic hubbing for. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's just what got me. I was like, wow. Uh, huh. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I tell you what. Well, well, we'll, well, we'll, uh, we'll look into it, and we'll 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 look into it for next week, and uh, and uh, make sure we have more information. Like I said, I had all had all intentions on trying to find out more about it uh, when, I, but I got in so late last night. And I was drinking, and you know, I'm just gonna leave it at that. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. We'll take a How'd you get we'll home? I'll take a quick. Huh? How'd you get home? How'd I get home? Yeah. What kind of damn question is that? I, I would have somebody bring me home. 
Oh, yeah, it's like Billy Young. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you honestly think I would uh, drink and drive? <laughs> now, wait, no, hold on. No, no, no. Hell no. We're not going to break what you putting that out there. No, listen. I've had, okay, have I gone somewhere and had a couple of beers and drove home? Absolutely. I felt fine. But when I'm drinking, no, I'm not going to get behind the wheel of a car. You know what? I will punch your freaking lights out when I see you next week. We even bring it out. Oh, my God. You know what? We're going to break. I cannot stand this man for real. We'll be right back after this. Uh, I'll that. Yeah, but you know what you, you, know what you was doing. Don't Stop. get mad, Twan. Twan, don't get mad. Freaking clown. Investigators with Canada's Transportation Safety Board have launched an investigation into last week's deadly implosion of a submersible near the wreck of the Titanic. As Dan Karpinchuk reports, many experts had raised a number of security concerns before the launch. Officials with the Transportation Safety Board say they will look into all aspects that led to the implosion of the Titan, killing all five people inside. Investigators began interviewing crew and some family members on board the Polar Prince, the Canadian-flagged support vessel that towed the Titan to the site of the Titanic last weekend and helped launch it on its ill-fated dive. Officials are also collecting details from the ship's voyage data recorder and other systems. The head of Canada's TSB, Kathy Fox, says the investigation will look at safety issues and how to prevent similar future accidents. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police will also begin a preliminary probe to determine if a criminal investigation is needed. For NPR News, I'm Dan Karpinchuk in Toronto. Cleanup crews are on the site of a bridge that collapsed over the Yellowstone River in Montana. The bridge broke apart on Saturday, sending a freight train carrying hazardous materials into the water. David Samey is the Chief of Emergency Services in Stillwater County. Right now, we do not have any calls for the train derailment or the bridge collapse. Officials have shut down drinking water intakes downstream while they evaluate the potential impact from the accident. I'm Windsor Johnston, and you're listening to NPR News in Washington. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Amazon Music. If you're an Amazon Prime member, you could get this episode of News Now ad-free on Amazon Music. To listen, download the Amazon Music app or visit Amazon.com slash NPR News. Yes, it is time for State to Case. Pastor Steve, State to Case, we have missed this segment. We read comments from the world-famous chat room and from social media sites that now I can go back and see. Mr. Elias, man, what do you have from the world-famous chat room if you have anything at all? I have nothing at all. Well, you know what? I have some, so let me read what I have. Yes! Pastor Steve says, peace and blessings, family. Hopefully my comments will be read. Yes, they are, Pastor. I have truly missed this segment. May God continue to bless this extraordinary show and this host. Pastor, Pastor, Pastor. May God continue to bless you, sir, for serving uh, the Lord and putting out the word of God. We appreciate you. Terry from Philly said, well, it's about damn time you got this explicit together. Amen. You go to hell, Terry. How about that? Miss Vanessa once again shows that. What is this? Hold on. Miss Vanessa once again shows that she is an undercover Republican 
not caring about the struggle, not caring about the struggles of your own people is wrong and inexcusable. I don't always agree with less, but at least he is out there trying to make a difference. The enemy of poor people, he said, the enemy of poor black people are black people with money. Think on that. Uh-huh. Oh, Terry. Uh-huh. Hello. Hello. Tell her I'm I said, shut up. Go to church and pay some time. That's my deal. Wow. That's crazy. Okay. Uh, next, uh, Christian from Houston says, uh, LOL, the more things change, the more things stay the same. Jay and Mr. LES, I would pay to see those two in the octagon. Let me tell you something, Christian. It won't last long because I'm going to knock his ass out. That, that, that'd be a waste of your money. That'd be a waste yeah, of your money. Yeah. If Jay had to bend down and get in the octagon, it's back and forth. So it wouldn't last long. You're right about that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Christian, you don't want to see us in the octagon anyway. That means we got to take our shirts off. It would be nobody in there once those shirts come off. All right, let's see. Uh, who is this? Dietra from Cleveland says, thank you for bringing this up. Uh, I live in the Cleveland area, and this is a major local story, but it's not getting a lot of national press. Uh, Dietra, I'm assuming you're talking about the last story that we, well, it's not really a story. We, it was some information I heard at a bar, I mean, at a county bar, and, and, and yeah, we'll talk about it next week once we get some more information. But uh, thank you so much for those comments. Let me read one more. Um, let's see here, there's so many. Uh, here's one. Natalie from Charlotte, North Carolina. Mr. LOL, you are so wrong for that. Jay, why are you hating on you, baby? Ooh said baby well natalie um mr les is a troll so you know he is what he is i don't know why he's hate well you know what i'll let him answer uh hey mr les natalie wants to know why are you hating on me what hate is she well, talking about what hate is she talking about that's what i want to know how am well, i hate I you please tell you're so wrong for that about. What am I wrong for? Well, Please tell me. Natalie, um, Natalie, respond. Uh, I'll read next week. I'm not going to be able to do it now. Okay, thank you, uh, everybody. Thank you. It is back. They can't explain why they think this is a better person than me. It's like, really? <laughs> well, you know what? Yeah, see that comment was crazy. Mr. Elias is trying to make a difference. Yeah, right. Get out of here with that nonsense. I don't make a difference. I don't donate my time to all the other stuff. Hey man, get, get off your damn, get off your stool. Get out of here. Don't break get your, don't break your, don't break your arm, patting yourself in the back. Get out of here. Uh, get out of here. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, you know what? Well, we'll, we'll hold that thought. <laughs> Clown. Online radio at its best. All right. It is time for our final thoughts and, uh, let me pull these comments back up just in case any of y'all want to respond to any of these. Okay, Vanessa, ladies first, uh, final thoughts. So, you know what? Um, oh, this loud. So, you know what? No, just yeah. like I feel like Les can't judge the people who spent $500,000 because he felt like that money should have went somewhere. Y'all can't judge me. I vote. I, I vote Democrat. I might sound like a Republican. And if I have Republican thoughts, that's fine. 
as long as I go and I vote Democrat. Some of y'all not voting at all. So don't try to judge me. Y'all up, have Vanessa. a good week. Get up, Vanessa. <laughs> Hold on. Who said? Who made those derogatory comments about you? Hold on. Uh, <sighs> Terry. Terry from Philly. Yeah, Terry, take that. <sighs> There you go. Mm. All right. The man against the first <laughs> last words here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S, that final thoughts. Well, Terry, well, this is the first thing you said when you said you don't always agree. So, but, you know, they don't want to hear that. You said what? She said that she said that I don't always agree with Mr. L to the S, but that's what she said, Frank. That's what she said. So, but well, I don't know. That yeah, that's true. They're going to miss that part. But what I'm going to say to anybody and everybody is get out and vote. And if you can donate your time to a, a, a cause that's going to help your, 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 your city and your community, you better do that. Because if you're helping you help to bring up your community, guess what happens? It improves your community. Good stuff. All right, my final comments will be this. Uh, once again, just so ecstatic that you guys take time out of your day to hang out with us, even though you may tune in for a few minutes or you may stay for the full two hours or you may listen, I should say, for the full two hours. Um, I was interested to find out that, uh, that there's this little bitty island in the middle of the Atlantic that, uh, you know, because we get, we get charts and, and graphs and it tells us where people are listening and stuff like that. And, you know, so we get different colors. If, if it's a heavily populated listening area, it's in dark blue, I think that's the color. And if it's in light blue, that means someone has tuned in. It may not be as many in the dark blue, but it's people that are listening. And I saw this little island, and I can't even, there's, I can't even see the name of it, but it was like shaded in blue. I'm like, oh. Now, I don't know how accurate this information is, but it's just, the thought of someone who may be out there on some little island somewhere listening to us is always appreciative. So we thank you for just continuing to support the show. And as long as you support it, we'll put it out there. There are times you'll be like, oh, my God. But you know, I tell you what, every time I get the thought of, you know what, I am tired I get a comment or an email that just tells me we need to continue to do what we do. So we the common man's voice as we continue to you we know, say you. some things here on the series. Uh, we really do love you, even though some of y'all don't love us, but that's okay. We digress. So, Mr. Elliott, <laughs> if it's Sunday, we're talking serious stuff. What time is it, my friend? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Brown Show. Next week, folks, I'll be broadcasting from the great state of Indiana. That's right. I'll be in Indiana. I want to say this to my very beautiful goddaughter. Congratulations on your upcoming marriage. That's why I'll be in town. I don't know why you're marrying that fool, but, you know, we'll talk about that when I get there. All right. So for Mr. Elias, so for Vanessa Bay, I don't know why you're married. Well, I'm sorry. I tell the damn truth. So do I. I get get judged for it. But I digress. Let's go. All right, there you go, Mr. So for I'm Jay Rob saying have a wonderful work week. God bless you. And if it's Sunday, we're talking serious stuff. It is the serious side. See you next week, folks. God bless. Take care. <laughs>